Hello and welcome to another episode of You Should Have Been a Meat Shield, a Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop role-playing podcast for your school library, your public library, anywhere you maybe run a tabletop role-playing game with you know younger players or teens or students. Um, I've been a dungeon master slash DM slash game master, whatever you want to call it, for a few years now. And we run it very regularly in the library, um, in the school library that I'm in. And it's been a huge success in my opinion. So I'm just giving some advice in today, something very specific. It's um, the benefits of Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop role-playing games for autistic players. Now, I need to start off by saying I'm not a medical professional of any kind. Uh, I am, however, um, autistic and can speak from a genuine place when it comes from the benefits of playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons. And again, I can only speak for myself, but also from what I've observed. So I'm just going to go through a few things. So first of all, controlled chaos. Um, Personally, I struggle with organization and I feel overwhelmed all all the time usually. But for me, um, a game like D&D can create a world in which there there is chaos, but it is also carefully controlled, if that makes sense. So uh, yes, the game can be kind of overwhelming, in terms of scope, um, grasping the rules, but once you're in, once you've got the framework down, um, you realize that nobody really knows all of the rules anyway, and you don't have to. You just have to exist within this framework, and it's really fun, of course, and it becomes much easier and a lot more enjoyable the more you do it. Um, The fun, really, for me, is exploring, looking things up, um, when funny or strange things ha- happen, uh, and if you make a mistake, there's no consequence. So that's another thing um, I think autistic people struggle with, and I struggle with, is that you can be very worried and anxious about making mistakes, or you're thinking people are upset with you a lot of the time. In a game like this, yes, there are you know quote unquote bad things that happen to you or your character. I should say your character or to the group, and but in real life there's no consequence so you just have to go with it and have fun it doesn't matter if you forget the rules either so that's why the rule book's there or it doesn't matter if you accidentally don't follow the rule exactly or if you accidentally break a rule or you're bending the rules for what's called the rule of cool so if you are um, allowing a player to do something because you think it's cool then that's fine Um, example being um, I have a game coming up where the player has asked if they could play a, an anteater type character who steals using a sticky tongue. Is that character, race, creature in the rule book? <laughs> no. But working together with the, with the player, um, it's been really fun to see them develop it and uh, things like that. So there's no real life consequences. Um, also, the simple act of creating characters can be therapeutic. I know I have students in the library on a almost a daily basis who come in just to bring out their character sheet go over it with their friends have fun create characters it's uh, one student has said to me it is um it's it's like therapy for me they love to read about the different classes the different races and where and create backstories they love to draw their characters um they do it when they're bored or feeling anxious it's a methodical yet exploratory research process that has a lot of open ends to it but you can also you're working within the rules so if a certain race has bonuses you get to add those bonuses if a certain class 
gets a certain number of spells and then you can look up the spells and then what does a spell require if you want to be really specific some some spells require certain ingredients that your character has to seek out especially if it's high level spells you may need some more expensive items that you need to find or, or buy or steal um, you don't there's no no one's gonna be upset with you if you don't have your character backstory completely fleshed out but if you ha if you enjoy doing that if you enjoy even drawing maps where your character's from it's on and on you can you, there's no end to it another thing is communication um, I definitely struggle with that uh, I don't enjoy looking people in the eye or meeting people one-on-one -on -one at all uh, I find to uh, small talk uh, impossible or really uncomfortable it's also it's quite excruciating for me but having um, knowledge of this game and it, it like one thing I struggle with is I don't know how to start a conversation so but if you are knowledgeable about this game and you are with like-minded people you don't need to worry about that because you all have this thing in common you can talk about something cool that happened in a, in a game or something funny or something you are excited about um, being in this small group that has like one common purpose and one that's been completely fabricated um, helps me and I think other students as well communicate to others in a way that I've never really experienced before. The game requires communication. Um, it requires teamwork. And in a school or any employment setting, um, I mean, to be honest, I'd rather have my fingernails pulled out than to be put into a team to do life building or team building exercises. But with D&D &D and games like it, I can't really wait to be part of the team. Even when I'm running it, um, you're still part of the team. Your job as DM is not to kill the characters off. Your job is to create a world where they succeed, but to make it a challenge and to make it fun. Um, and for them to tell their own stories. And I'm often speaking through my characters as GM. Um, I create a lot of uh, what they call NPCs, if you're new to this world of D&D. Sorry if you're not, but NPCs or non-player characters. I'd love to create those guys and, and just people in general. shouldn't say guys, but um, I'd love to create them. And I love it that the players sometimes don't know, is this, per is this person important to the story? Like <laughs> Sometimes if I've, I've put a lot of work into a character and the players don't know or they think it's important or that they are important because I've made a lot of effort, but it doesn't mean, it may, maybe it just means I, I enjoyed making this character and their backstory. <laughs> um, and those are like little red herrings that are fun because the players can explore them and maybe they don't go anywhere, but still they've had fun doing so. Um, I really can spend a long time um, doing this and I'm really normally not a very outgoing person, I'm quite shy. Um, I can speak in front of groups, I don't know if that's an autistic trait, I haven't done enough exploration with it, but I'm happy speaking to big groups with no problem really, but one on one I can't stand it. Um, but I, in a and d session I don't mind if it's smaller and I can do voices and I can get out of my own head, get out of my own way. Um, but then when I leave the game, I'm back to this kind of awkward introvert that mumbles and <laughs> shies away. Um, I just think there are amazing ways for, for people to start conversations. Um, and then there's this idea of community. Um, and again, um, I'm not trying to make this into some sort of 
poor me uh, party, but I, I have in the past struggled to maintain and develop any kind of friendships throughout my entire life. And I didn't know I was autistic uh, until I was in my 40s. So um, it, it made a lot of sense. But um, for me, it's a couple of reasons for that. I think I burn out easily, as do a lot of autistic people. Um, it's because we have to do something called masking all day long. This is where you try to you try to act the way you think people want you to act, quote unquote normal, and to try to fit in, and it, it drains you psychically <laughs> and mentally, of course. Um, therefore, you lose patience, in my opinion, to or and you don't have any energy to develop real friendships. So when some come along, you sometimes maybe I'm too self-absorbed or um, there's some sort of miscommunication and I'm perceived as being selfish or difficult. But with a game like D&D, you are part of this already built-in community. You're, everybody's there for one purpose. Everybody knows why they're there. There's no social awkwardness because you're not you're not trying to create nothing out of stupid small talk. You're there for a reason. You're going to get on with it and you're going to start playing this in this world. Um, you don't have to worry about social cues really. Um, and in this game, I've created friendships and without the game, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have led to these connections. Um, I would never go to, I don't bother with parties or social events really anymore. I don't, I can't, I don't enjoy them at all, but this game has become a social event every week. Um, there's no small talk needed. Well, we just want to get down to business, have fun, um, you know, build this story together and develop these kind of memories. I think at the end of the day, it's about these memories and it also helps with empathy and understanding. There's a horrible stereotype that um, autistic people don't have empathy or lack empathy, but the opposite is often true. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with sometimes our expression can be blank or we can be blunt. Um, I've often been asked, you know, what's wrong? <laughs> or you look tired. I don't know why people say that to other people, even, you know, autistic or not. I don't know why people say that. Um, I probably am tired because I've been pretending to fit in all day long. Um, and I used to have this joke, um, you know, that would say, I said, um, my resting face was exig... <laughs> Sorry, good joke. Um, my, my joke was that my resting face was existential terror. I think it just, I just look like um, I'm annoyed or angry at something and I'm not. Um, I just may be thinking hard about something or worrying about the next social interaction. Um, but D&D and games like this, they teach you a lot of things, in my opinion. One of them is, um, of course, empathy. You, you are literally putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And another race, another creature, you are, you are trying to encompass their reality and experience things the way they would have. Um, it also teaches simple things like for students, I feel like this is really good. It's like in adults, but waiting your turn, being respectful of others. Um, our teens that I play D&D with twice a week, they have this in tenfold, but you know, sometimes the younger players are so excited to play and they think maybe, oh, this is going to be some sort of player versus player thing. They want to pile on each other. I may, I kill that right off the bat. There's none of this. There's none of that. We're not going to fight each other. We are here together to achieve a common goal as a team. Um, 
you kind of understand eventually that other players' stories are important and need to be listened to and respected, um, because their stories are probably crucial to your to their survival as well within the game. And it's really been this. It's the game's been this amazing bridge for me to connect and have fun and engage more really with people. Um, it also provides a kind of artistic freedom that I've never really experienced with other games. Um, I talked about maps and stuff like that, but our, our students, they draw their characters, they do their backstories. Um, it's limitless. Yet on the flip side, there are these defined rules and these are the framework from which you deliver the game. And I find these rules very comforting. Um, because yes, maybe I have helped create this world where everything is limitless and there's a million different possibilities. But the way we explore the world and interact with the other things in the world, objects, creatures, monsters, whatever, they're very defined rules. And I think for me, I can be very black and white. Like I can, I want things very clear cut. And that and those why, that's why the rules are, are so comforting, I think, because there are some very cut and dry rules and I think that's why it's such a unique game and an example is a very simple one is just that again apologies if you are aware of the, how the game works but if you aren't this is maybe might be helpful um, you have a we have a monster okay and the monster's armor class is 19 that means in order to hit this creature with a spell um, or a sword or whatever an arrow the player has to roll a 19 or higher so a player rolls a 15 for their total attack that's very cut and dry that that player has missed okay um for me it lowers my anxiety knowing that these rules exist because um at the end of the day they will always be there and every tabletop role-playing game you you play will have these rules and I feel like they're essential for any player, but also for for me as an autistic player and game master, they are obviously crucial and prevent the game from spiraling out of control. Um, so also the many social rules are also all written down for you. The dice are gonna determine what's gonna happen. Um, it's just a, a really safe, fun way to interact with uh, other people and I'm sure there's other um, other benefits um, but for me those are the ones that stand out the most and really it's about diving in and playing and I've had um, students speak to me um, who are autistic who have told me that the game helps them a forget about what's going on in the world it is therapeutic it lets them relax and i've said this before many times but they never miss a, ses a session they never miss a session at all unless it's there's something major going on and they're ill of course or there's something but um i've never had that happen really i've been running programs for youth in libraries for 15 years i've never had a program where I've had such dedication. I've got the same students playing different campaigns for th almost three years now. And it's been amazing to see. So that was a short one, a uh, short episode, but I hope, you, I hope it was useful. These are the th kinds of things that, in my opinion, you could take to 
a manager, a senior leadership team, and just say, here are some benefits, especially for maybe students who are struggling socially or students who um, I feel like, you know, they don't fit in or maybe students that um, there are different, like, there are many uh, benefits for students who, who are struggling with communication. I feel like I've seen students who I don't hear say two words in the library or in, in, in class come to Dungeons and Dragons and suddenly they've, it's like they've woken up for lack of a better term, it's like they, they definitely have come out of their shell because they're playing a different character. But they're combating their anxieties and their fears through their character. They're maybe confronting some or or um, just trying to ex- un- inter- um, uh, understand them a little bit. And I'm not saying, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a um, professional, but I have another episode where I sp- spoke to Katie Lear, who is a medical professional who runs... D&D therapy uh, for, for teens who are struggling with all sorts of um, different issues. But I'm speaking today really about um, the benefits as an autistic player. And for me as a player, and a, I think I prefer to be the dungeon master, to be honest, rather than player. I haven't quite figured out why that is. I do like control, and I think I like, I like to create moments that surprise the characters moments that they filled with delight or horror of course if it's really but it's always in a fun way um or moments where they are surprised and shocked by what's happening and in a good way in that like we do t- I do a lot of callbacks so I might introduce something and maybe introduce it a few times throughout the game or not introduce it but bring it up gently throughout the game and then slowly build up that item or that person or something or an event that means a lot later on um and it's just a ton of fun so i hope that was useful i don't know if it was but uh um that was uh another episode of you should have been a meat shield i hope you enjoy it and um you can get in touch via the uh, my twitter uh, lucas j maxwell all right thanks so much take care everyone. bye